Hello, and welcome to another episode of Music and Vibes. I'm your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. Guys, I hope that you are having a wonderful day and that you're just enjoying life. Hey, did you notice that on Saturday night we had daylight saving time? My kids' school and my church sent out reminders about this event. It was funny because even um, where I live, I live where you, whenever I go home, I pass a fire station and they even had a sign, like this big sign saying, don't forget daylight saving time, which was nice that we had so many reminders. But once I started to think about it, I was like, you know, I really don't need so many reminders because... Um, my smartphone updates by itself, so my other devices. Um, so I really don't have anything. And to be honest, I don't even think we have a clock. I have a watch, which I did not update. I'll tell you about that later. I didn't update my, I didn't, um, change my watch. And so the other day I had to go to a praise team rehearsal and it was at six. I had to leave my house at six to get there on time, which is six 30. So I was looking at my watch and I was like, Oh my goodness, it's six o'clock already. And I didn't know how it got to be six o'clock so fast because I had just gotten home from picking up the kids from school. And so I was like, okay, Kiana, wait. I was like, that's just way too fast. So I asked my kids, I was like, Hey, um, what time is it? And they're like, Mom, it's just five. I was thinking, oh, yeah, that sounds more like it. So I did fix my watch, and now I am on the correct time. But I wanted to tell you this because it's hilarious. Like, I remember I've done this before, only I actually went through it. Like, when I was younger, there was, like, times, like, twice a year, either we would be late or we'd be super-duper early. And that's because no matter how many reminders we got, we never could remember to either turn our clocks forward or change it back. So it was really funny. I remember one year when we forgot to um, turn our clocks um, forward, I think. Or was it backward? I think we forgot to turn it back. And so we had to do something. And we had an appointment. So we got in the car. We left. We were there super early. Nobody was there. And it's during that time, you know, we didn't really have cell phones. And... We couldn't text. There was no way of communicating. So we were just sitting in the car. My mom, my sisters, and I were just like, how come nobody's here? I thought we had a program. I thought we were supposed to be doing something. And nobody was there. So I don't remember who actually said, hey, we forgot to turn our clocks forward or backwards. One of them. I think we forgot to turn it back. So we're, I forgot who said we forgot to turn our clocks back. But since I can't remember who said it, I'm just going to say that it was yours truly who said, oh my goodness, we forgot to turn the clocks back. And so then we remembered. But, you know, we had already been sitting there for like 15 minutes at that point. And this is when I used to live in Orangeburg. Now it's a nice little town, but there's really not a lot to do. So it's not like I could say, hey, I'll just run down to the, down the street, go to the store, do this. I mean, it really wasn't much you sh- could do. So we just waited in the car until other people started to show up. So... That's what happened then. But it really wasn't that bad because whenever my mom and my sisters and I were in the car, we always talked and laughed and had fun. So it wasn't bad. But we did waste an hour sitting in the car because we got there an hour early. And then I think another time we forgot to turn our clocks back. No, forward. Okay, I think we forgot to turn it forward. I don't really remember at this point, but we forgot to do something. Whatever we did with the clock, we forgot to either turn it, I think it was forward, because by doing that, we were late for something we had to do. And then people were calling us, hey, where are you guys? And we were like, oh, 
We were just getting out of bed, trying to rush and get there. So, yeah, daylight saving time had been, like, my Achilles heel for the longest. And so, this year, I thought everything was good and that was over that because, you know, everything updates by itself. I didn't have to change the date on my clock. Well, not my clock. My watch. No, I did change on my watch. My cell phone or my laptop. The TV, I don't, we didn't change it, but it was always an hour ahead anyway, so we're still an hour ahead. But if it had been at the correct time, it would have updated correctly. So that is what happened. But the only thing that almost got me this time was me forgetting to change my watch because that did not update by itself because it's a manual watch. And so that is why I almost went to praise team rehearsal an hour early. But I think I may have to look into getting the digital watch because... I can't remember all this stuff. It's like so much to do. Like, oh, now I got to remember to turn my clock forward at 2 o'clock. It's just too much. So I might just get a digital watch so that this all these things can happen by itself. See, I am a lover of technology. I am not the person who's going to be like, I remember the good old days when, no, because I don't remember them being the good old days. I remember them being the, the days where I had to do a lot of extra stuff I thought I didn't really want to do. Because it's mundane to have to change your clock back or forward. It's just like so many things that technology does for us now, it's a hassle. I wish that when I was a kid and I was in grade school and middle school that we had spell check. Because I would never have to worry about spelling. Alright, it's a good thing we didn't have it back then because I might not ever have learned how to spell. But I'm just saying, it's just so much easier for me. If I spell something wrong, it doesn't even matter because you'll see either the red line or with my laptop, it'll just update it and autocorrect it, which I love. Now, the only thing that I have to say about autocorrect is that the slight drawback to that is that my name, you spell my name K-E-A-N-A, Kiana. But whenever I type it in, it would always have a red line under it, try to change it. Like, I don't know how to spell my own name. Thankfully, they do have a little button. If you click on the um, your name or the red or the word with the red mark underneath, you can put ignore, or I just put add to dictionary. So now when I type in my name, it's correct. So yeah, it was a simple fix. But you know, that's the only drawback I would have to say. But other than that, I love technology. I have no complaints about it. But you, we all know how it works. When technology works, it really works. When it doesn't work, then we're all messed up. So, right now where everything's working, I'm happy with technology, I'm happy with the way things are going. So, yeah, that's just how that worked out. But I did want to point out that this year for Daylight Saving Time, it wasn't such a big deal like it normally is. And I'm grateful and I'm thankful because it's just a hassle trying to remember if I'm going forward or backwards. Just let technology work with that. I don't even want to have to deal with it. So, I successfully got through the Daylight Saving Time and I'm thrilled about that. And so that is what I'm happy about. Now, guys, if you have any technology stories, whether they're funny, not so funny, whether you agree about technology or not, I want to hear from it. Any technology story you have that almost that makes your life easier or made your life harder, I want to know about it. So just head over to our Music and Vibes Facebook page and message me and tell me your story. Today, I want to talk to you about choosing to love your spouse or significant other. Yes, you heard me correctly. I did say choosing to love your spouse. Now, as I have mentioned before on the podcast, I am truly a romantic and I love everything about love. You know, I like how true love is, how kind love is, how gentle love is, how accepting love is, how unselfish it is. You get the point. I just love love. 
My favorite characteristic about love is that it's long-suffering. Now, I think that some people are in love with the idea of love, which is me. I mean, I can understand why, you know? I remember when I was a little girl, I was reading fairy tales about Cinderella, Beauty and the Beast, Snow White, just to name a few. But all of these stories have such happy and beautiful endings. Just reading them made me excited about meeting my own Prince Charming one day and living happily ever after. Even as I got older, these stories were always in the back of my mind. And I'm going to admit, even though it's slightly embarrassing to admit this right now, but I really thought that this was a realistic view of love. Okay, you can admit it too. You know you thought of this too. Every little girl that I know believes in this happily ever after theory, you know? I, you know, right? Now, I can't speak for the guys because guys are totally different, but I do know that for most girls, this is what we think about when we think about love. We think about buying our wedding dress, the perfect proposal, the perfect guy, uh, Prince Charming. You know, now in a perfect world, the storybook version of love is the way to go. Just so romantic. But in real life, we all know that's not how love really is. I can't speak for you, but from my experience with love, love is an awesome thing. It gives you such a wonderful feeling when you're being loved or when you are in love. Love is amazing. It can give you butterflies in your stomach. It can make you do things that you normally wouldn't do. Love is just awesome. I just love love. Now, with that being said, I think we, as we get older, though, we should mature just a little bit and understand that love is not just a feeling. Because after some time, love stops being a feeling. Because a lot of it has to do with hormones, emotions, and just the whole way our body interprets love in the process of being loved. Once, I mean, after that initial period, it, you stop with the feelings, you stop with all of the butterflies and stuff. Now, some people still have them, and they do come, but it's not like as intense as when you first fall in love with someone. So, that is why I think that as we are older and we begin to be in relationships, we need to stop thinking about love as feelings and emotions and everything like that. We need to start thinking of love as a choice. I know this sounds crazy, but just hear me out. I think at some point in our lives, we should choose to love people even when we don't feel like loving them. For example, I do believe in a marriage. Most people experience the strongest types of love that can be experienced. However, you're more likely to be hurt by your spouse, by his words, by her deeds. You get the point. Your spouse might let you down, and they may not even agree with you. You might even have intense arguments or even have some serious issues. It's my belief that during these times when we are not feeling the love, in that moment, it's important for us to choose to love our spouse. It is important that we show love by forgiving our spouse or even apologizing first. Another word that I like to use to, when I do describe love is long-suffering. Now, to be long-suffering means to show patience, despite troubles, especially problems caused by someone else. So in other words, when we choose to show patience to our spouse or our kids, got to throw them in because you do need to be long-suffering with them, Lord help them, even when they are getting on our nerves, we are choosing to show them love even though we may not be feeling all that loving at the moment. This is what I call the hard part of love, the part of love that no one wants to talk about. And I get it. It's not fun. It's kind of like, why are we doing this? But this part of love is just as important as the warm and fuzzy part of love. Believe me, 
It's not an easy choice to choose love, but I personally believe that it is the right choice and the most rewarding choice. In order to experience love, you cannot just be a receiver of love. You have to give it. Then and only then can you experience what love is. Love is truly an amazing thing, but we can't truly experience it if we don't give love away to others. Now, here are just a few ways that we can choose to love our spouse. All right, this one is a little tricky. Resist the urge to be critical of them. I know this is difficult at times because sometimes our spouse does things that really get on our nerves and drives us insane. And you know, the crazy thing is sometimes they may not be even be doing it on purpose. That's just their personality, but we knew this when we married them. And it's not their fault that over time, the things that we still love about them starts to annoy us and irritate us about them. So instead of being critical, we need to resist the urge to be critical of them. Because I'm sure if I could ask your spouse or if I could ask my husband what I do that annoys him or what you do to annoy them, they would have some things to say too. So we have to resist the urge to be critical of them. We have to remember why we were loving them in the first place and just forget those things. Because you know what? Those little things that annoy us about our spouse... That's just a tiny, tiny portion of who they are because there are so many other things about them that are wonderful and that are loving and that we love about them. So those tiny things, we have to resist that urge to be critical of them and just leave it alone. The next thing we need to do is treat them with kindness. I remember when I was a kid, my grandmother used to always tell me, you can win, what did she tell me? You could win more bees with honey. And that is how it is in relationships. It's pretty much just saying the kinder you are to people, you can stop arguments, you can stop disagreements, you can get rid of any like stressful or tense situation just by being kind. Because when you're kind to people, even if they're mad or even if they don't want to be nice to you, the kinder you are to them, it kind of warms them up. And they start to be like, oh man, she's being so nice to me or he's being so kind. So the whole thing is treat them with kindness. And there may not be anything wrong in your relationship, but kindness is important because you want to keep it that way. When we're kind to people, we build them up. We encourage them. And that is what marriage is supposed to be about. It's supposed to be a team, you and your spouse, building each other up, encouraging each other. You should know that if there's nobody else on your side, your spouse is there for you, and your spouse should know if the whole world is against him or if the whole world is against her, that you're there for them. And the only way to build this type of trust is to be kind. So number two would be treat them with kindness. So one would be what? Yes, resist the urge to be critical. Number two is treat them with kindness. Number three is just find and remember things that you love about them daily. Now this is helpful, so think about it. If you find and remember things that you love about your spouse daily, this will make it easier to resist the urge to be critical of them, and then you would always treat them with kindness. Because if you remember things that you love about somebody, it makes you smile. It gives them like an extra super duper soft spot in your heart for them because you remember, oh, I remember time they got me flowers. I remember time they did this. And the more you remember all the good things, it kind of pushes out all the negative and the bad things. I know from experience that um, whenever I'm feeling frustrated or something, I try to do this. I try to remember something good my husband did or some good things about him because then it kind of like, You'd be like, okay, yeah, they did this. It made me frustrated or upset, but they did this, 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 and that. And you kind of like help you remember the real reason that you love this person and not be focused on that one 
mistaken judgment or maybe that one thing you want to be critical of because you're remembering the good and kind things about them. And believe me, if you have more good things to remember about them and kind things to remember about them that they did for you, or if you just have things that you love about them and you keep bringing that to your attention, all the silly stuff, the tiny arguments that don't even need to happen, they won't happen because you'll be so focused on the kind of person that they are rather than the kind of person you're going to perceive them as with all your critical opinion of them. So remember good things about them and remember all the things that you love about them on a daily basis. Okay, number four would be share fun experiences with them daily. I remember reading somewhere that the most important thing to have in a marriage or a relationship is experiences and good memories. And this is important because you can have all the money in the world, but money doesn't buy you love. Money doesn't buy you affection or fun. Money doesn't buy any of those things. Yeah, you can be a little happier if you have money, but I'm just saying it doesn't buy you the things that mean the most to you or that you need in a marriage. So... Sharing fun experiences with your spouse on a daily basis, even if it's just laughing at a TV show or a joke or something, you are building those, you're building that bond. You are building those memories so that you'll have lots of pleasant memories to add to the things that you already love about them. The next thing is do things with them that they like to do. Now, this is important because even though we're different, we are all different individuals, and even though you're married, it doesn't mean that you have to stop trying. Now, it's true, each spouse have different things that they like to do, but I don't think it would be fair to my husband if I was like, hey, Chris, let's go to a concert. He hates singing. He doesn't like to sit there and listen to singing for such a long time, especially gospel music. He's just not like, He'll listen to it, but he listens to things, he skips through it. So he's not going to sit there and want to listen to something completely. So if I want to do something that I know that he'll like to do and would be fun, I would probably watch a horror movie with him because he likes that. Okay, they do scare me, but that's what he likes to do. And if that's what he likes to do, it only makes sense to do something with your spouse that they like to do. You shouldn't have to force them to do something you want to do. Now, if they want to spend time with you, then they will probably do something you want to do. It goes both ways. And I think that that is what marriage is about. It's about compromise. It's about acceptance. It's about, okay, this may not be my favorite thing to do, but because I love you so much, I'm just going to go do it and I'm going to have fun with you. Because you know what? The activity that you're doing is not the thing that they're going to remember. They're going to remember the time they spend with you. And hey, she did this with me. So yeah, or he did this with me. So yeah, do something with them that they like to do. And finally, talk with them. Yes, it sounds so simple. Like, how could we not think we would have to talk to our spouse? But you have to talk with them. And when I say talk with them, it's not just a regular, hey, how you doing? How was work? And that's it. Like serious, like fun conversations. It doesn't have to be serious all the time. Every time you see your husband or wife, you don't have to sit down and talk about the bills and the kids. Just talk about fun things. It could be something fun. It doesn't even have to make sense. But as long as you two enjoy the conversation, that's all that really matters. And these are ways you can choose to love your spouse on a regular basis so that when things when you do have a troubled time in your marriage, and everybody has those, so we can't say that'll never happen to us because either it will it will happen to you, it has happened to you, or it's going to happen to you. So these things happen. There's no way you can be married for a significant amount of time and not have to go through a trial or go through something together. But these things, if you choose to love your spouse when times are good, when things are bad, 
you will still choose to love them because you're making it a habit. I remember my mother telling me that a habit is something you did more than three times. Or I think it's a certain amount of days. If you do something for 30 days, you'll make it a habit. So for the next 30 days, let's make it a habit of choosing to love our spouse. Whether they leave their towels on the floor, dirty underwear on the floor, whether they wash the dishes, don't wash the dishes, whatever. We need to choose on a regular basis to love our spouse. Because this is how you make marriage work. And you know what? By doing this with your spouse on a daily basis, you're actually affirming them on a daily basis. Now, I don't know about you, but it's like I said, it's hard to be critical when you're thinking of being kind to your spouse. Sometimes I think we get caught up in what people are not doing right, especially those closest to us. Like, your husband can do everything right, but he does one thing wrong, and that's what you're focused on. Or men, your wife could do everything right, but she'll do one thing wrong, and you focus on it. Sometimes we get so caught up in what our spouse is not doing right until we miss out on all the things that they are doing right. So choosing to love your spouse will not will not eliminate this, but it'll help you to see more of the good that they are doing and less of the bad. Choosing to love your spouse will not always be an easy thing, but it will always be worth doing. So today, I want to encourage you to choose to love your spouse and let them know how much you mean to them. Now, the song that we're going to listen to today is called Hope You're Having a Good Day. I think I played it another time on the podcast, but I just love this song because it just shows you what love is about. It just gives the whole essence of love. So this song is about a woman who chooses to love her husband while they're going through a different while they're going through a difficult time. So here's the song. Hope you're having a good day. It was late in the evening. He stood there acting like he didn't care. A long day, a hard day, full of failures and despair. He didn't want to go just been let go by his boss He cleared out his desk so he could leave Found a letter from his wife he forgot to read Hope you're having a good day Whether you're winning or losing I love you no matter what We're gonna make it through Hope you're having a good day Whether you're winning or losing I love you She say he didn't know how to tell her that he lost his job that day. He didn't want to go home that night because he had just been let go by his boss. She held him while the tears fell down. She wiped his eyes and begins to say, Hope you're having a good day, whether you're winning or losing. I love you.
podcast, I just want to say thank you to Anique Music for their continued support of Music and Vibes. Anique Music is a publishing company that represents all of the music heard here on the show. So thank you, Anique Music, for your continued support. I will also like to thank Music and Vibes Store for their sponsorship of the program. The Music and Vibes Store is an online store that will make you the envy of all your friends. The Music and Vibes Store will be opening soon, so stay tuned to Music and Vibes for more details about the store's grand opening. Now, As I end the podcast, I cannot end the podcast without saying thank you to you all for your for your support. Thank you to you for being wonderful listeners. Thank you for listening to the show on a regular basis. Words cannot express how truly and grateful and appreciative I am of all of you. So thank you guys so much for spending time with me each week. Now, if you like this week's episode of Music and Vibes, then please share this week's episode with a friend. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. If you have missed any episodes, you can always, and I say always, visit the Music and Vibes website at musicandvibes.com to catch up on any episodes that you've missed. Now, we also have blogs there, so you can go there. You can um, read some of the blogs that we have. But if you just want to go there to listen to the different shows that you've missed, feel free to do that. But I do want to let you know that if you go to the website, you can find blogs, you can hear the episodes of the show that you may have missed, and you can find out more about Music and Vibes and what we are and what we do. So don't forget to do that. Also, on Fridays, we're going to do be doing our Friday edition of Music and Vibes, and it's called Weekend Love. Now, I have been sharing some amazing ways to reconnect with your spouse or significant other over the weekend. So I hope you join in on Fridays so you can try some of these tips at home. And I do it on Friday because Friday is the beginning Well, not the beginning of the weekend, but, you know, once you get off from work, your weekend starts. So it gives you, like, the full weekend to try to do some of these things with your spouse. All right. Well, guys, once again, I have enjoyed my time with you. And I hope that your day is as amazing and special as you are. So until we meet again, and until next time, bye-bye, and I'll talk to you later. Music